Welcome to the 16th episode of Rising Tide, the Ocean Podcast. This is David Helvarg, and I'm joined by Vicki Nichols uh, Goldstein, our co-host. Hello, everyone. Hello, and today Hello. We're, we're talking with the founders of Vote the Ocean. It's uh, just a couple of weeks till Election Day, and co-founders Vipe Desai, who's uh, among many other things, chairman of the board of the Ocean Institute down in Dana Beach, and uh, ambassador for Alta Sea at the Port of L.A., and... Uh, founding member of the Business Alliance for Protecting the Pacific Coast. We'll come back to that. Rob Moore is an old friend and uh, executive director of the Ocean River Institute. And he's joining us from Massachusetts, where he's also uh, on the advisory council for the Boston Harbor Islands National and State Parks. Uh, Rob's a sailor, and uh, and we all get our stoke somehow. I'm a body surfer and diver, and uh, Vicki, you're, you're an ocean person stuck in the mountains. Oh, I know, but I have my paddleboard. I'm out there on the water all the time in nice weather. And it's not I, quite the ocean, but it's, it's bluish. It's bluish. Wall water's connected. How do you get your ocean stoke, right? Oh, boy. Uh, I love taking long walks on the beach whenever I can, but also I love surfing as well, so... Any opportunity I can get to put on the wetsuit and throw my board in the car, I do. In fact, I take my board with me wherever I go. If I see a body of water that I can jump in and there's some little waves, I uh, get out there and have some fun. And Boston Harbor's kind of cold without a wetsuit, so you're, you're above the water sailing it, Rob. That's right. I'm taking the wind energy and using it to go wherever I want, so it's a great pleasure to be able to take the power of nature and use it to move in directions against the wind. Well, you know, number one of uh, our 50 ways to save the ocean is go to the beach because you protect what you love. We love the ocean. Um, I just wrote an article for The Progressive titled Donald Trump to Ocean Drop Dead. Um, we've been through four years of, uh, we hear catfish in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Almost four years of really bad attitude of, of an administration that's treated the ocean as a, essentially as a gas station and a garbage dump. And, um, you know, we're coming to a critical election, maybe the most critical of all of our lives. People talk about a lot of issues, but people have not really talked about voting the ocean. So uh, you have an organization, Vote the Ocean. Why don't you just tell us what that is, how it came about, and what you're doing, what you're asking people who love the ocean to do. Yeah. Why, why don't you describe the vote the ocean part? Yeah, thanks, Rob. Well, David and Vicki, look, first off, let me say thank you for all that you guys have been doing for so long for our oceans. And thanks for hosting Rob and I on your show. We're excited to share what we're working on. You know, the idea behind Vote the Ocean started when David Wilmot and I were driving uh, around his neighborhood just talking about different things we needed to do for the ocean. And I came up and with David this concept is- based on... David Wilmot is the founder of Ocean Champions and longtime friend and, you know, member of the ocean uh, conservation and uh, community. And, um, you know, the idea was how do we, you know, create a a tagline that also serves as an action that people can take? And, you know, when I came up with Vote the Ocean, it just reminded me of like Nike's Just Do It. It. It had a very commercial feel to it. Well, what do I do to vote the ocean? anything that you can possibly do every single day we have an opportunity to vote the ocean it's not just every two years which is voting in our elections but it's also voting with our wallets every single day we have the opportunity to choose and support businesses and organizations that are doing good work 
And if we want a friendly environment in the future, we have to also support businesses that are working on the front line. But Vote the Ocean also evolved out of Ocean Champions as well. And now it's a standalone organization that is being housed under the Ocean River Institute. One of the things that I wanted to do with Vote the Ocean was really look at doing things that other organizations weren't doing or weren't interested in doing. And I guess, you know, I've been involved in ocean conservation for 30 years and there are things that are missing of what can be done. And I wanted to add a little bit more excitement and especially tap into this young movement that is going on. Young people are clamoring to get involved in environmental issues, climate change issues, and ocean-related issues. And I wanted Vote the Ocean to be an on-ramp for those voices. What is Vote the Ocean doing specifically to to and around uh, this election, Rob? Yes, well, Vote the Ocean is now being hosted at my Ocean River Institute. So it's becoming a, it's a political nonprofit that, you know, we're doing education, educational outreach, voter education, And so it's all about getting people to the polls to vote. And this is where we comes together with uh, Nate Stinnett's program of uh, environmental voters. So we ask people to pledge to vote the ocean and we'll work with environment to, you know, give people reminders to get out to the polls because um, it's your choice. You know, we need people voting and especially in the local elections. And so it's all about getting people out and then businesses, have come together to help put out our logo of Vote the Ocean. So Billabong is putting it on on their clothing and products just to get the hubbub going that, you know, get out there and vote for people, especially the local elections. These are where the decisions are being made. Um, It's really important. This election is going to be a turning point for the survival of many species of, of ocean wildlife and all wildlife because uh, the problem has been pollution. And so uh, we have administration that has gutted the Clean Air Act, that is not letting the EPA do its research and measure, you know, and so it's really important. We're, we are losing right whales, not because of, not so much from ship strikes or from um, entanglements, but because they're not reproducing. In 2018, none of them reproduced. And so it's really important that, um, we address these pollution problems, uh, which means we have to have a responsible stewardship government, which means we have to have people active in their decision makers from the uh, local selectmen all the way up to the president. As you said, David, this is probably the most important election of the century. What happens in a few weeks is going to chart a course for the next hundred years and whether that course is going to be smooth sailing or in rough waters. Uh, we will have to see. Hopefully, we will be in good shape. The good thing is that there are incredible leaders who are already running for office in the local, state, and federal races and everything. We need to get those folks reelected. But more than anything, working with Nathaniel from the Environmental Voter Project has been one of the things that we wanted to get involved in. It's such an important thing to get people motivated to vote. You know, I think you look at the macro picture, David, you know, look at how high up, you know, climate change is on voters' minds now. It went from 2% in 2016 to now 12% in 2020. It's behind the economy and coronavirus, third. That's a big deal. 
Okay. 88% of Democrats now say that climate is an important or significant issue in this election. Um, and interesting, the, the demographics, uh, 69% of Hispanics, 57% of African-Americans, 49% of whites see climate as a serious issue. And we're working to make the obvious link between obvious to science and to us, but not to enough of the public, the link between ocean and climate. Imagine if, if Biden is elected that number one on their priorities will be dealing with the COVID pandemic, followed probably by a voter rights uh, act, uh, recognizing racial uh, discrimination in the nation. And then there'll be the big climate, climate jobs bill, which we hope will be as blue as it is green. Well, Congress has been busy putting together good bills. And so high on my list is the break free from plastic pollution bill. And the Ocean River Institute not only educates people, but then we give them voice. So we've collected a thousand, about a thousand comments, and I've made sure they all sound good from all 50 states plus some territories. Uh, and so they're organized by state. And so politicians like to serve their constituents. And so when a constituent says, you know, I'm upset about plastic pollution, and, and what do you think about that? It's a good comprehensive bill. So, and then all of the bills, well, of course, Madison Stevens, the fisheries bill needs to be um, re-ratified. So there's an opportunity to improve fisheries. The work is in the Congress, not by the president. We just think the president's gonna approve stuff. And then of course, you know, Kathy Castor has been gathering all these different committees who are doing Green New Deal bills or carbon climate, climate you know, action bills and stuff. So and there's a, new ocean a huge number bill. of bills that each every every ask is a is a lift for a politician. So you you don't want to have a big we tried that with Marky Waxman climate change bill that had everything in it. Now we're doing the opposite. We have a resolution Green New Deal, and then we've got a multiplicity where each committee figured out what could they do within their committee that would move the needle forward. We're not going not going to let the perfect be the enemy of the good. We're just, you know, incrementally stepping it through because it's a learning process. And you're right. This whole vote for the coast is so important where we need to tie in. If you want to protect the environment, the water, the ocean, then vote for the leadership that will do so. It's such a clean and wonderful approach. So congrats. And I'm so glad that we can both support that. David and I, of course, and many others listening. Blue Frontier is better than beer. For one, our foam is saltier. For over 15 years, we've been reporting on the problems facing our public seas and empowering citizens to take action to protect our ocean communities. Go to www.bluefront.org to learn more. So I wanted to ask, I love the name of the Ocean River Institute. Um, so tell us more about what, what was going on in your heads when you decided to choose that that name uh it comes from rachel carson the sea around us in the last at the end of the book she talks about you know the 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 sea is around us uh flowing forever the ocean river and it's a reference to or maybe she even says oceanus the ocean river so um it's a reference to how the ancient greeks believed that oceanus separated the known world from the unknown world and i see it as talking to uh, we don't discriminate where the saltwater world ends and the freshwater one begins. We don't, you know, the world of the salmon and the otter 
or the sea otter, you know, are, are, it's all connected. So it's, to me, it's systems thinking in the way that Rachel Carson did in her writings. We live on one big blue planet and our oceans and our freshwater and our land and our air are all circular and connected. And you're right, we have to take care of all of it. And, and it's really November 3rd, we get to restore the blue in our red, white, and blue. Wouldn't that be sweet? There's a ocean climate bill coming out of House Resources, but unlike the ocean climate plan, it doesn't incorporate greening ports and, and shipping because that's a different part of Congress. That's a different committee, infrastructure. And, you know, to protect our coast and restore our living uh, habitats along the coastline, that's going to mean reforming FEMA flood insurance. And that's another part of Congress and the infrastructure investments in a Coastal Conservation Corps. I know, Vibe, you're like down there in LA and you're part of the largest port complex in the Western Hemisphere where the whole greening ports movement began. And uh, that's going to be going to be part of any climate solution that we hope for after the election. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we have uh, two of the busiest ports in the nation, uh, Port of LA and Port of Long Beach right here. And, um, uh, you know, one good thing about our region is that they have embraced the blue economy completely, um, the county and the state. And they realize how important our ports are. And I think the actions that will be coming out of the ports here in Southern California have an opportunity to impact ports all across the country as well. You know, I'm really excited about, about the merging of business, technology, big thinkers, and environmental protection. I, I feel like I'm a stubborn optimist that we have a lot of things to look forward to in the future. We just have to keep, keep the course, vote for the ocean, and really hope that everything that we're doing collectively will make a positive difference. People care about their coast and ocean, and it, it almost is a nonpartisan issue. It's, a, it's, a, it's an issue that, that, you know, salt water kind of erodes stovepipes. And so business people and low-income communities of color and, and environmental activists and uh, seal lovers and fishermen can all come together and do something positive. So uh, hopefully what you're doing for this, uh, this election and beyond at, at the local, state, and national level is going to turn the tide. Yeah, we're doing it drop by drop and grass blade by blade and then person by person, family by family. Rising Tide is a production of Blue Frontier with hosts David Helberg and support from Natasha Benjamin, Ellie Curlow, and myself, Vicki Nichols-Goldstein. Rising Tide's editing services and additional technical support are provided by studio Kate May of San Diego, California. The theme song is written and performed by Ethan Kenbarg. If you'd like to advertise on Rising Tide, contact us at info at bluefront.org. If you have suggestions for guests or topics, you can also contact us via info at bluefront.org. You can find Rising Tide, the ocean podcast at www.bluefront.org or download it anytime from Apple, Google, or Spotify. Off in the salty ocean, off where the waves roll free, the sparkling water rises, then crashes to the sea. Out amongst the breakers, you'll have no need to fear. It's true, it's the blue frontier. Tear, tear, tear.
salty ocean off to the blue frontier. Sparky, come here, buddy. Sparky, there you are. Good boy, Sparky.